Welcome back to Growing in His Word. God bless you guys. Last week we talked about a radical message of the rich young ruler. And, uh, you know, we also talked about marriage and what it means to not get divorced. We talked about the, the problems that comes with marriage and how as believers we can work through those problems and work through it with Jesus Christ. God bless you guys, man. And and listen, welcome back to Growing in His Word. We talked about the young ruler, man, the rich young ruler last week. And now, it, you know, we were in the uh, Apostles' Reward. We, we left off in chapter 19. We talked about the camel through the eye of a needle and how hard it is when we attach our lives to money or things of the world. And we recognize that it can be a trap or a snare if it's not used correctly in God's kingdom. Father, we come before you, Lord. We thank you for this sermon, Lord. We ask that your Holy Spirit go forward and uh, feed us your word, Lord. As we grow in your word, Father, we pray that you bless it in your name, Jesus. God bless you, man, and, 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 and amen. God bless all you guys out there. Listen, we're in chapter 19 of Matthew. We, we left off last week with the rich young ruler. Now we're going to get into chapter 20 eventually here with the parable of the laborers. And it's a uh, apostle's reward in Matthew chapter 19, verse 27. We left off last week where Peter answered and said to him, See, we have left and we all followed you. Therefore, we shall, what shall we have? And Jesus said to them, Surely I say to you that in the re- regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on the 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mothers or wives or children or lands for my name sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. But many who were first will be last and the last will be first. And that's and you know what, man, this is a radical statement. And we see it. We see the selfish people out there. We see uh, non-believers and believers that are selfish. It's, just, you know, we see that the struggle is real as a believer. You know, I, I've noticed even in my own life, you know, you see the first will be last and the last will be first. You know, last in life are, I believe, the winners of this lifetime because the suffering that Jesus Christ allows us to go through builds our character, and also defines who we are as humans. I mean, you're thinking, well, no, I need to get, I need to be first. Me, me, me. And oftentimes we want to be first, but the Bible says those who always want to be first are going to be last. And it's, it's so true because we suffer as believers But the afterlife is the reward and the treasure that we long for as believers. And so we don't cheat to get ahead in life or cut in lines. And while you may be thinking, oh, I could be, you know, hey, I don't do that. And I'm always getting blessed. Well, praise the Lord. We'll take your blessing and bless others. 
That's what it's about, it's serving others. And so we're only allowed a certain amount of time in life, and that's where God says, take this time that I've given you and, and use it for my glory. Bring people to me. He taught Peter, he taught the apostles to serve others. Listen, believers, it's about serving others. And you go into verse 27, and Peter was, before that, verse 26 and 25 was saying, well, when his disciples heard it, they were greatly astonished because Jesus was talking about, it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again, I say to you, it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle. I mean, that's pretty intense. It's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle. Have you ever looked at an eye of a needle when you're threading some clothes? I can't thread, I always stab myself. And I mean, you ever hold it up in the air and you look at the needle hole and you're like, wow, that is small. Jesus is saying a camel can go in there easier than a rich man. He said, it's harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. That's sad, why? Because money, blinds people. Money, fame, fortune, it comes at a price. And you may be thinking, don't judge me. Nobody's judging. I'm telling you, Jesus is saying it. Believers, believe me. And so it's harder to get back into the kingdom of, into the kingdom of heaven when you're trapped in that rut. Remember, believers, it's not about you. It never was about you. It was always about Jesus and what we do with his word. Because, you know, it's so marvelous when we, uh, you know, stop and say, Jesus, I know you love me and I know that you want to have a personal relationship with me. And I'm so excited about that. Now, Father, use me for your glory. And the word of God then becomes a fruit, so to speak, a spiritual fruit. And you start to read it. And the more you read it and, and wash the old ways out of your mind and focus on the way Jesus wants you to live your life is the more easier it comes. We're still going to have trials and tribulations. But we know what to cling on to when we have those trials, and that's Jesus Christ and his word. And so, as a believer, don't get caught up in the riches of the world. Yes, there are rich people, and that's not a problem. It's when you hoard it, hold it, do nothing with it, and you eventually are taken over by this, uh, you know, money, God of yours, or whatever it may be, pornography, alcohol, drugs, cars, things of the world that never make any sense. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a system like Revelation chapter 17 and 18. It's a religious spiritual system, false system that is set up to deceive all the nations and people to not following Jesus Christ. And Jesus is here saying to Peter, look, Peter, I got you, bro. 
You don't got to worship the money. You don't got to get caught up in it. Peter was getting caught up in it. We get caught up in it. We all get caught up in it. If you're a pastor out there and you think, oh, well, you're not caught up in it, you're lying. Because money, oh, money, money, money. It's, it's the love, the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of it. And so we must love Jesus Christ more than money. And as a believer, we shouldn't ask other believers for money or Churches, we should depend on Christ and allow Christ fill that need for what we need to today. Unless the believer is poor and he needs help and he's hungry and he's short. Yeah, well, the Bible says in 1 John to give, to be doers. I mean, not to be doers, but to give. It says, uh, you know, 1 John, if someone's in need, you help them. You don't love them. You love them in deed and in truth. And we see that today. We see believers, they hold on to that money. Oh, I've built my mountain of money. And then we see another believer where they're hurting. And they don't mean to hurt. They, why they don't, they don't know the, they don't have that wisdom that, you know, uh, God gave others because, you know, at the time or whatever it may be, the immaturity of the growth. Basically, what I'm saying here is give out of the abundance of the heart. Give to believers, give to non-believers, help people that are in need. Don't get caught up in the money. And that's what Jesus is saying because it causes a deep, deep addiction for more. And it's just, I had a friend and he just had to have more. And I said, isn't it enough? Why he said, no, it's never enough. I got to replace that $100,000 that I lost in that deal. I go, wow, this is crazy. But you've got enough. You can retire. Well, I don't care. I need, I need that money. And it's crazy, believers, because he was always telling me, he was always telling me, hey, hey, Yos, you know, Jesus said it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And and again, it says that, uh, you know, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle for a rich man to go into the kingdom of heaven. And I go, yeah, well, you're the, you're the rich man. So we have to be careful. Verse 28 says, So Jesus said to them, Surely I say to you that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on the 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. Look it, we're in it to win it, man. That's how you know the Lord is living in you. It's the fruit of the Spirit. It's the fruit of the Holy Spirit in us. We give abundantly out of our heart. I'm not saying give your money to all your, all your money to the poor. I'm saying give where God wants you to give and don't resist the Holy Spirit when he, when he motivates your heart to give to your neighbor, your loved one, your friend. You're hurting people out there who are hungry. Give to them. I don't have a, uh, you know, we don't have a uh, problem with that. That's what God says. Give with love. 
the apostles never forgot that Jesus' promise about their place in, the, in his kingdom, and it was still in their minds. Remember in Acts chapter 1. And so in the regeneration, looks ahead to the coming and kingdom promise that talks about in Daniel chapter 7, verse 13. And Christ is today seated at the right hand of the eternal throne of the Father. In the future kingdom, he will occupy the Davidic throne, like it talks about in Revelation chapter 3. He sits on the throne and he will judge the world. We don't have to judge. The 12 apostles will sit on the 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes. And so that basically it's, you know, these are the times and the seasons in the end. We're going to see what happens when God comes together for his end times plan. And it's going to be marvelous. But for now, we just got to occupy. I think everyone grows differently. In the Bible, it talks about growth, spiritual growth. And as believers, I think it's important that we, we understand our growth isn't going to be like others. So we got to, you know, show that love and respect for the younger believers and plug them in the right way, man. But we're uh, moving on to chapter 20, which is uh, really a radical uh, chapter. And it talks about the parable of the laborers. And it's a very difficult enigma that Jesus talked about. And, and we're going to cover this, a little bit of this, and it's going to be amazing. And I'm going to read, and God bless you guys, all you listeners out there, man. I'm ex- I really am excited. I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, it's amazing how growing in his word is picking up. And it's, you know, the, the last two, two years, it's, it's, yeah, it's going smooth and haven't missed a sermon yet. And we're going to, we're going to finish this Bible, man. <laughs> Lord willing. Recap on the, on the, uh, you know, Matthew 19 is basically you, 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 you don't want to be a, a tight wad and, and you don't want to be tight with your money, but you want to be smart. You don't want to divorce your wife. You want God to be in your marriage and you want to be a loving, loving person because that's what we're about. Christ says, love one another as I have loved you. And this is his commandment that we love one another. And so it's amazing, man, and not condemn. And so God bless you guys, man. And I am very excited, uh, actually. And we're going to move on to chapter 20, man. And, And here we are, man. Listen, for the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. Now, when he had agreed with the laborers for the denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard, and he went out with the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said to them, you also go into the vine vineyard, and whatever is right, I will give you. So they went, and again he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour and did likewise. Verse 6 says, In about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle and said to them, Why have you been standing here? Oh, you know, how come you standing idle here all day? And they said to him, Because no one hired us. And he said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and whatever is right for you, you will receive. Now, they're sitting there, right? Listen to this. And verse 8 says, So when evening had come, the owner of the vineyard said to his steward, Call the laborers. And give them their wages, beginning with the last to the first. And when those came who were hired about the 11th hour, they came and received a denarius. But when the first came, 
they supposed that they would receive more. And they likewise received each a denarius. And when they had received it, they complained against the landowner. Right? And so they were saying, the last men have worked only one hour and you made them equal to us who have borne to us and who have borne in the burden and the heat of the day. Listen, he's talking about believers who get saved and they follow Christ all their life. And then all of a sudden you get this guy, man, and he, he's just a raunchy, nasty dude that comes, uh, you know, he's a sinner and he's, 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 you know, he's bad, man. He's a bad guy. He's a, he's a, he's a Paul the apostle, man. And he's, He's taxing everyone. He's, he's evil. He's mean. He's nasty. And he comes into your circle. And he's like, what's up, bros? And they're like, excuse me? We're following Christ here, man. And he's like, well, I am too now. And they're like, how can you just come into this circle and get paid? And you didn't even do nothing. And he's saying, because I don't need to do anything. Christ forgave me too. Jesus died on the cross for me too. And I don't want to kill anybody anymore. I don't want to sin anymore. I don't want to, I want to repent. I want to follow Christ. I don't want to be that nasty person. I don't want to be that drug dealer. I don't want to be that. And they're like, wow, this guy comes into this labor circle. And now we're laboring for the Lord. And here he comes. Boom, out of nowhere, and he's saved, and he gets to just come right in. Yes, believers out there, it's called grace. Well, I've been serving at the church for 20 years, and this guy just comes in, and he gets saved, and now he's the guitarist on the stage. <laughs> yeah, he was a monster the other day, but now he's walking with the Lord, and he loves the Lord, and he's happy. And yes, his talents are awesome. He's been in the church for maybe, you know, three, four months. And he's, the fruit is there. He's bearing the fruit and, and he's on the stage. And he's, this is what it's talking about. When people are young and they get saved and they're, they're laboring and someone that comes in late, man, he's a late bloomer. You know, it makes me jealous sometimes because we strive for Jesus Jealous in a funny way, you know, like, wow. In a laughing way, meaning here we are, we're serving the Lord and we're praying, we're waiting, we're, we're doing the right things, we're suffering, we're, pers- we're being persecuted. And then this guy comes in and says, hey, I want Christ. But you're a loser. And he said, and God's like, yeah, you were one too. <laughs> you were a sinner too. I love him equally as I love you. And so this is what they're talking about. The first workers complained their wages were the same as those who had been hired late in the day. However, the owner had not cheated them. Everyone received the agreed upon sum for his work. And the early workers grumbled because they were evil in their outlook. And their master, however, was sovereignly generous because Christ is generous. He says, even though you don't deserve it, even though you don't earn it, 
Even though you didn't do any meritorious value for it, I am gonna give it to you because it's called agape, my unconditional love. I died on the cross for your sins and I'm gonna give you the same treatment. That's eternal life, bro. Amazing. Believers, are you hearing this? This is my, this chapter is so exciting. Jesus is saying in the context of Matthew, the workers basically with the, with the contact, contract represents Israel. They had the promise. They had that promise. And the covenants, Romans chapter uh, 3 says, says it, and Ephesians chapter 2. But those without an agreement represent the Gentiles who would be made equal with the Jewish people when salvation became available to all through the faith in Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 11, verse 16. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13. 15 through 3 and 6. Once again, the Lord Jesus is anticipated his death and the resurrection. You see? This is the first time he referred to is the way he would die crucifixion, man. This is what it's talking about. But I, but I, but I, get the I out of it. But him, but you, Lord. We suck. We can't do it on our own, man. We can't labor. Get off the bicycles. Quit knocking on doors. Get out there and live it. We were promised the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is here. How radical you are, Holy Spirit, and how awesome you are. How beautiful you are. Holy Spirit, you are awesome. And you, Lord Jesus, Deserve all the praise and glory. And thank you for dragging us out of these rotten places in life and saying, I'm going to give you the equal treatment as a believer who's been following me all his life. You're accepted. Well, I don't want to talk to them. They're different. Dude, go talk to them and tell them that Jesus loves them. And we see it. It says in verse... 15, is it, not all, is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? Or is it your eye evil because I am good? Listen to this. These la- Verse 12 says, these last men have worked only one hour. And you made them equal to us. One hour, bro. That's, it, it takes less than an hour to get saved. Say the sinner's prayer and you're done. And let the Holy Spirit work. And get plugged in the gospel. Listen. And he says, and he made them equal to us who have been born in the burden and the heat of the day. Verse 13 says, but he answered one of them and said, friend, Havar, in Hebrew, Havar, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what is yours and go your way. I wish to give to this last man the same as to you. Wow, man. <laughs> is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? Or is your eye evil because I'm good? So the last will be first and the, and the first last. For many are called, but few are chosen. Wow. Wow. Highlight that, believers. Highlight that. Listen. So the last will be first and the first will be last. Dude, who cares if you can't get in the club? You weren't meant to be in it. Who cares if you can't? Do this or that or this. God is saying, good, I've shut the door so you don't have to be first. 
because I want to use you as last. Because it says here, so the last will be first and the first last for many are called, but few, few are chosen. Few are chosen. I love the chosen. You know, I was, I was on a show called Paul the Apostle, actually. Chosen. Not the chosen, but it's a spinoff. Really, really good show. You guys got to check it out. Paul the Apostle. Paul the last apostle. But many are called, but few are chosen. It's radical. God wants to bless you. Will you let him bless you? Will you say, look. I've been living a a nasty lifestyle and I feel like a cat that's stuck in a car in in an engine in in a car and I can't get out. The owner keeps honking the horn, it gets hot in here in the heat and I can't get out, I'm scared. Whatever it may be, do you feel like you're a burden? Do you feel like you can't be a believer because of the stuff you've done in the past? Look, Jesus is saying, no, don't, don't, don't worry. You don't got to worry anymore. Come to me. Pray with me. Father, come, Jesus, now, Lord. Come into my heart. I want to follow you, Lord. And I want to receive you as my Lord and personal Savior, Jesus. I want to die to my sins, Father. I want to be born again, washed away from from the sins, uh, Lord. And Father, forgive me for my sins. I repent now in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, believers, pray for the ones who have accepted that prayer today. Uh, I'm excited for the ones who have. And I'm excited to continue this message of growing in His Word. God bless you guys, man. And and next week, we're going to pick it up. I'm excited. We're going verse by verse. We're done today. We're going to stop where it says, Do you are chosen because... Very few are chosen. And why are they chosen? Because very few people accept Christ. Because they don't want to stop that lifestyle of sin. They don't want to stop the pornography. They don't want to stop the drinking. They don't want to stop the the drugs, the stealing, the lying, the cheating, the manipulation. It comes with all sin. They don't want to stop. Few are chosen. And Jesus has chosen you today. Will you take this message in your heart. Listen, believers, will you pray for the non-believers? Non-believers, will you receive our Father? It's never too late. Even on the very last hour of your deathbed, it's not too late to receive Jesus. Believe me, if you even are on your deathbed right now and you think that you can't do it, you are too bad, you, you think you're going to hell, that is a lie from the devil. Receive him, receive his grace, receive his mercy, and live forever out of the body in presence with the Lord. God bless you guys, and thank you for growing in his word, man.